Yes, yes, welcome back to another episode of Stay Focused. I'm your host, Artie Delgado. And so today we continue. It's going to be one of, this is going to be, I'm telling you, one of my favorites. You have the opportunity of working with so many people in this industry. As I know many of you in the filmmaking industry, you guys do that quite a bit, but it is nothing like working with your family. It's nothing like working with your close friends. Mm -hmm. And um, today we are going to be talking mostly about what is a huge part in what I struggle with has been learning process for me. And I think a lot of filmmakers out there struggle with and are learning, wanting to know more about is about networking. Networking is a huge part of what I do. It's a huge part of our success. It's a huge part of um, really what defines us and what kind of career you will have in your industry. And so really whatever you do, whether you're creative, you're a filmmaker, you're a photographer, you're a DJ, you're an artist of any some sort, networking is really how we eat. It's how we're fed. It's how we, we can sustain your longevity in your field. And so today we want to talk about networking and there's no one better than networking than my special guest today with the history that I have with this young man right here. Bobby Duran is in the building today. What is happening, man? What's happening, G? Oh man, thank you so much for, for <laughs> making me guest 1000 here at the, the Bring Podcast. I wish. We will be there one day. We're man. not there yet. Yeah, so I'm totally excited to be on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It is a true honor. It's an honor because of our brotherhood and, and friendship that has gone back, mm, I'd say, 41 plus years. Gosh, has it been that long already? It's been that long. Um, this, is, this is a lifetime right in front of our eyes right now. We have a lifetime career of um, our creative juices going. I mean, yeah. we've, we've had lots of history together. Our families have known each other since we were babies. Yeah, this is like blood in, blood out. Right? Blood <laughs> like it is just out, that. And we've talked about chemistry in the past. And yeah. so you and I have a, you're right, a long brotherhood here. Yep. And that goes beyond work. Totally. It goes beyond, it goes beyond uh, just uh, friendship. It goes uh, all the way down to where we were uh, even in a rap group together. Yeah taking it back so back before oh, we man. even get into that before we start <laughs> i've got a little gift for you well take a look that. at this this right here what this is a actual physical copy cassette a cassette tape right. of a group that me and bobby were in together <laughs> called absolute value and this is our original tape deck tape look at that your house has been saying it's still shrink wrapped even yeah it's been a long time since we took those that. photos on the roof of your house i think we that. did yeah Wow. <laughs> we thought we were creatives. That's then. how long that goes back. Um, you know, we even printed shirts with our baby photos. Baby on it. photos on it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think my dad still wears mine, something like that. There, there's, there's so much history here. And today talking about really wanting for filmmakers to kind of hear the idea of networking. Yeah. You, by far, my friend, are one of the best in the industry that I've ever met, that I've ever known. Um, there is just so many things that you have made a career out of what you do. And I wish I had a tad of those skills. Oh, man, thank you. Um, and so some of those things today to talk about that history, you, let's just really quickly just go into so we can understand the, the magnitude of what you've had done in your career so far. I mean, we go back to when we did music and hip-hop music for a long right. time, uh, being in the industry, but then you took that on in and started doing other things. Give me a little rundown of your history and your creative juices, what that's been like for awesome. you. Awesome. Well, quick synopsis. Yep. You know, uh, started, uh, entered into a band called Pack 617, Big Dog, Small Fence, toured for about nine, nine years on the road. So when you tour, you meet tons of people. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, whatever field you're in, filmmaking, if you're creative or whatever, you know, always take those opportunities when you're on the road and meeting people. I think what's key about it is that 
it's not just about passing out your card and saying, hey, hey, here's how I, who's how, here's who I am, here's who I am. It's always about being intentional about, hmm, I want to meet this person and find out what they are mm-hmm. and who, who they are, what, the, what, what, what they're all about. And uh, I think the power of connection is key. So, you know, going through that through all the years and touring, all these things, and then ended up um, being an event production coordinator for a, a, a nonprofit for the last 15 years called Urban Youth Workers Institute, where I get the opportunity to create events, create experiences, bring people into the conference world, whether it's live events, video content, all these different things. And lo and behold, that's where I cross met paths with other filmmakers and people who you invite into the process. And you get to tell a story together and create that experience together. And you get those aha moments where you can capture someone's story and captivate an audience with it. And I think throughout those years and then in the midst of all that DJing, um, there's been some crazy platforms that I've been able to just be a part of and I get invited into. But I think what's key about it is that relationships are key into Mm -hmm. who you work with. And so some people are all about the job and other people are about the relationship. And so what happens is that when you when you um, create um, relationships that are sustainable, um, no matter who's in charge or who's calling the shots, um, if you've made an impact in that organization or working with someone, um, they'll remember you. And so whether a CEO will leave and move on, maybe you'll still get that callback for the job in the next season Mm -hmm. because you took the time and you took the you know, um, you, you, it really mattered more than just a job. You know, I think as a filmmaker or as any creative, um, it, it, you, you have to definitely look at it as a project, yes, but what's beyond the project? Yeah, because I think a lot of times what you do and what you do well is you don't even look like you're making it work. I mean, majority of the way you conversate and the way you dialogue and you don't even, people don't even know what just happened. Next thing you know, it became a meeting that you made it happen when it was just a relationship based right. out of it. And that's, and our success, a lot of that is, learning that process that more intentional you said the word intentional yeah i teach that a lot with our guys about using that word quite you use we use that all the time it's about being intentional with the way you, the way you address people and talk to people and before you know it absolutely you're just you're your family with them you're not even working and that right. has become huge for us and success and i've seen that a lot with you as well so i think a, a, a good indicator for that is that you know if if you see like your emails moving to text messages that are more about like, hey, how's your day going? Hey, what's going on in your life? You know, and then you sustaining those, I think that's a great indicator. It's like, man, I could actually have a friendship and relationship with that. But also too, I think another way to help you on that journey is, you know, failing and accepting your failures. You know, um, there's been times where I was not prepared for projects and I failed and I failed miserably. And, um, There was really no one else to blame but myself, you know, but I didn't let that failure um, determine who I was Mm -hmm. uh, or identify who I was in that failure. But I had to bounce back and learn from that. And so I think part of that is what's important, I think, for anyone in any career is surrounding yourself by a strong team and willing to be a, a student as well and a leader. Yeah. Are you done learning? I'm not done learning. I still got a lot of learning to do. But I think what's important about it is that when you get a project if you know, like for instance, when I'm when I'm working an event, I know for sure my number one go to is Brink. Like I want Brink to be a part of this because they're going to help me tell a story or create an atmosphere that I know I can't do. I can't do that. And so, the way I get energized is bringing other people into a project, knowing that they're going to kill it, 
They're going to be the experts in their area and they're just going to bring a dynamic that I couldn't bring unless I invited them into mm -hmm. the process, right? So that's what I mean about surrounding yourself with a strong team and there's people that do things better than you and you have to be okay with that. If you want your leadership skills to grow in those areas and you can still lead and let people lead in their areas and together complete a project that will make an impact at an event, a package deal, you know, something that you, a short film, something that, that you want to see succeed. I see the same value as that bringing people in that will help you tell the story to just kill it, mm -hmm. you know? And, yeah. I, and I, and I know that with Brink, like I've done that so many times, we've, we've probably produced so many projects together, but a lot of it is just giving you what we need and letting Brink be the experts in their area and help tell that story, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and I think there's a learning process in that to say, I am stepping back a few to let someone who has a great creative process come in and help me tell this story and make it a success. Because mm -hmm. I think once yeah. the project is a success that other people love it and then the whole team wins, you know? And it's okay. It's okay to step back a little bit and let other people lead. Even though you're leading the project, you still need some help with that, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I really find value in that. And you know, let me just say that if it wasn't for me, like Brink wouldn't exist. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's very true. And some of that's true. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just but playing. but I will say this that like the the ability of your uh you you handle CEOs, guys at high levels, and then guys who are still young and in, independent, you handle it the same. I mean, the way you treat new guys, you treat the same higher end people. I mean, that's made I see some of your success has been some of that and I know that I've learned a lot of those skills from you. I wish I had more of those, but I watch you all the time uh and and value your ability, I watch you work. You don't even know it sometimes, but I'll sit there and just watch you make conversation. I will make your, see how you introduce people to so-and-so. And next thing you know, I'm watching you work that networking right in front of my face. Mm. And I'm studying how it is you did that so well. And you're so relational. You have had the skill technically since you've been a kid. I mean, I remember we used to go to youth camps, bro. And when we used to go to youth camps, people by, the, by day two already knew your name. Mm. I mean, you were you had networked with so many people. And I always remembered you being my bigger brother the whole time. I looked up to that on a constant basis. And so to see your ability been doing that since you were young, it trickles into where you're doing that today. And your success from that has been uh, very something to, to, to watch and to uh, want to be more like. And so that's why I think today talking about networking, especially in this field for young filmmakers and people yeah. and the creatives, any creatives, right? Right, right. They, they sometimes don't understand what kind of side hustle that is. That's a hustle in itself. I mean, networking is its own hustle on top of your expertise at what you do. Right. That means you're almost kind of thinking about the networking on a regular basis on top of the regular hustle because you've got a day job. You're, you, you've got your, your, your skill job. You have your family. You've got these things. And then when right. are you networking, right? You just got to always be thinking networking. Um, so what is it that makes it, we go back to that, that question back to what, when you see guys who are younger, and you see guys at the CEO level, you, I mean, you're connected to Dave Ramsey's, you've got Christine Kane, you've got Catalyst, you've got these, the, you're connected to Johnny, you know, Johnny Swim, these, these people that you know very well. How do you distinguish, like, how is it you do that so well? What is some of that, um, these people that you know and you're connected to, what makes you so good? What do you notice and what that's like for you when, when you're, you're, you, you meet Dave Ramsey and his people? And then a year later, you're on their major events and you're DJing their events. I mean, how does that happen? That's not, it's not a normal thing. What would you say is some of your, um, where do you get that from? How does that work? How does that, how do people understand when they want to get there? 
How do they do that? Yeah. You know, to be honest, I don't know. Sometimes I sit there and I wonder how am I even hit this table? Okay. You know, so, um, so part of it is, is like, part of it is, is that believing that you can step into these opportunities and, and, and some of it is taking a risk and saying, okay, I'm going to go step out and talk to these people and see what they're about and allow them to know me, yeah. you know, cause I think, I think there's, there's, you know, trust isn't easily given in our world, but I think when we learn to uh, work with each other uh, and, and trust each other, I think that's when relationships can be built, you know? So opportunities have come that I'm just kind of like still puzzled. Like, how am I even here? Like, how am I DJing this event when there's so many great DJs or how am I working with this event, producing it when there's so many great producers out there. And a lot of it is just seeing people for who they are, treating them as people. Um, you know, it's so funny that skit like that SNL did when he said, man, I wake up in the morning, I put my pants on one leg at a time, you know? And I think sometimes we can forget that we're actually just people, you know, when we're working with each other and I have friends that work and produce the Super Bowl events and the Grammys and all these other things. And I'm like, wow, how, how do you get there? Just like, I don't know. I just, I do my job mm -hmm. and I make connections with people and I'm intentional about my work and I follow through with emails and I do these, you know, so it's just like, I'm still learning like, yeah, that's things I don't do well, you know? But again, um, a lot of it is being intentional. And for me, I think connection is huge. Connection is how I get energized. Mm -hmm. And so I think even, even, you know, a story that we both know when I was working with Catalyst, uh, I said, Hey, Catalyst, there's this, you know, my cousin over here, he's a filmmaker, you should check him out. And then they kind of just was like, okay, cool. You know, and then you took the initiative to make a recap video on yourself. I gave it to them and they were just like, who the heck is this? Mm -hmm. And I said, this is the guy I've been telling you about. And I find energy in that. And now, you know, you're connected and you're doing so many great things with that organization and beyond. And I find that like with artists I've worked with and other people that I work with, like that's it. Like I try to be a platform for others. Mm -hmm. I try to say, look, you need to know this person. And it doesn't have to be a big payoff for me. It doesn't have to be like a management fee or anything like that. It's just, it's more about like, if I know there's a platform that I'm helping be a part of, and I know that someone else can be on that platform, like I'll do whatever it takes to help them get on that platform, you know, because I get energized through that. And that creates more, more opportunities for the people. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of like, I think maybe, you know, how these opportunities have come where I'm sitting in some circles and I still don't know how I got here, but. It's been great. Mm -hmm. Talk about the dynamic now. Let's talk about like the the history we all have. I mean, yeah. we we have mutual friends, right. family friends we've known for twenty something years or, or more uh, that are doing successful stuff today. Uh, we have the you know the humble beast family. We have propaganda. We have uh, just a lot of mutual friends doing successful stuff. And we're I mean I'm so blessed to say that we have the ability of. We're grown up. <laughs> yeah. We're grown up doing what we love in completely different fields, right? Right. And we're doing the same events. I mean, we're doing the same jobs. We're in the same area. Talk right. about a job that even we did one time we had a job in San Diego. <laughs> in Coronado, yeah. In Coronado City, we show, up. we show up, didn't even know we were on the same lineup. That that tells you one thing. We don't talk enough if that was the case. <laughs> Second of all, it's unbelievable that like when you get into a certain level, the small community that there is there that's right. booking the same talent. So that was interesting to see that. But um, talk about the dynamic. What is it like the, the fact that you, you could, you say you could choose Brink, you could choose some of the people, you know other people, but what makes that dynamic when you say, I'm going to put a good, you said building good team. It's all about good team around you. How is it that you say, like, how do you surround and pick that team? And what does it feel like for you when 
the success of people when they want to build a team. When I have film leaders go, I want to be a director, but they don't have the clue of how to even build a team. Yeah. What are some of those techniques in finding good people? Well, I think, you know, since we've started working together and doing various projects together, I mean, I, even even before you've even built Brink beyond that and beyond that now, I think there's just a the hunger you had. You had a hunger to be like, I want to be the best filmmaker I can be. Yeah. And you, you proved that to me. And, you know, I was kind of like, wow, okay. So what ended up happening is that we did our first project together and I, it was great. And then as we kept doing more and more projects, I saw the quality at a higher level. I saw the gear at a higher level. And so what it told me is that, okay, this person is striving to be excellent in his area, right? And so if, I'm, if I have a relationship you know, with you now and I'm watching this and I know that, oh, Brink's gonna come through for me, like we're working on this project and they're gonna come through for me and you do and the project's a success, it makes it easier for me to be like, okay, now, cool. This is somebody that I know I can trust and work with and has good rapport. And it's going to be faithful to getting the job done. And I think that's key. That's a lot key. And I know like in, in, in any business world, um, there's been people who have had relationships where they burnt bridges and some of those bridges are not repaired. And there's the people who have great relationships that they're, they're always, they know that they go to those people because they're trusted. They have a strong brand and they are going to create a project that they are both going to be proud of. And you have to be, you have to look at those things. And sometimes I've taken risks with other people as well, not necessarily a film project, but mm -hmm. other projects mm -hmm. and it's turned out great. And then sometimes it hasn't, but we have to learn that we're just people. We're human. Like we're not, we're not perfect. Like we will make errors, you know, and it's okay. You know, for a very long time, it was hard for me to, to accept my failures. But I think the more I've accepted my failures is the better I've tried to shape myself as a leader recognize things I didn't recognize before and then see the good and in everyone, mm -hmm. you know, and, and not just, not just always pick the same people, but like, okay, let's expand my team a bit. But I think trust is hard. Trust is, trust is hard to give away. You know, you, you talk failure. Uh, we, we, some of the best people have failed and failed and failed to have big successes. Um, are you just the same as fearful to fail as much now for, for speaking of myself? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we had my, my dad in here not a couple weeks ago and some of the talk was that, I have less fear about failing so much more now. Mm -hmm. um, it's a different type of fear of failing. Right. The fear is not so much like I'm afraid of not being uh, uh, um, uh, accepted based on this because I'm very confident. We've built confidence over time right, and our right. skill level. But now, like we notice and I take the team, when we do projects, sometimes I tell the team, look, we're going to do this project to learn more. I, we may fail at it. We may see what fails come out of it. But the reality is I want to get better for when it really does count. I'm ready for that next one. We're right. ready for that next one. Right. What does that look like with your your thinking of failure, your concept of that failure? Are you afraid of failure? Is it just a different type of thinking on failure? What does that look like? Well, I think it's, it's, it's it could be a couple of different ways you look at it, but one perspective of failure is my brand. I'm failing and now everyone's gonna know that my brand is a failure. I'm failing and everyone's gonna know my image is a failure. You know, all these different things that we could get caught up in, yeah. you know? And so that can cause just a lot of just doubt in your work ethic that can cause a lot of insecurities. And, and I think, you know, that's part of the struggle for me personally, you know, but I, I've learned that I'm not so much now as I grow older and I have kids and married, you know, you know all these things, I've failed so many things in my life, you know, but now as I grow older, like I can't let those things define who I am. 
I can't let that just always be like, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I get it. You know, failures come and you have to you have to work through them and learn through them. But um, but I think I'm not as afraid to fail. I don't have like that fear of failing as much as I did before. Mm-hmm. You know, so the priorities have kind of shifted. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's why it's important when you build a strong team, you know, you have that support around you. I think that's that that helps the odds of not failing as much. Yeah. You know, would you say that maybe um, you've gotten also a lot more confident in your skill level? I mean, this 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 um, grind that you said you saw the passion behind what you do. You're very passionate uh, of a number of things and that passion talk to me real quick about passion when it comes to that. Something about when people ask about the drive, where I get this drive from and this right. passion. Um, it's something that we, we, it's special. It's something special when you see a passion in somebody. Yeah. And for you, you have that passion. It's not work for you. Nothing you do is work. Uh, it's effortless. It looks effortless. It may be a lot of work because I know what it's like to do. You still do lots of hours of practicing to get better. I mean, I've seen your skill level at DJing. It's it's unbelievable to see what you've 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 done with that. And then your ability to still do business stuff and then put on events and then produce these huge mega things. Your passion is behind all of it. Um, would you say that your confidence getting on that passion? What is that like for you to see that? I mean, you, you're so confident with that. Does that help? When kids are, you know, guys are just not confident in what they're doing. Yeah. What is that like for you just to feel like, is it a confidence thing? Is it just a passion thing? What What is it? I think it is a bit of confidence. You know, um, the, the more and more you become familiar with maybe breaking bad patterns and starting new patterns that help you work better. Like, for instance, if you're always grinding, 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 and that's all you do, at some point, it's not going to be fun anymore. Yeah. You know, so that you have to and have you've balance. seen that happen. I know you oh, have. Yeah, you've yeah. got people in the industry that you've oh. seen them break, totally, and it's done right, and they've 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 not learned that balance. Yeah. So the so all you're doing is like you're lowering the the level of passion, because if if you feel like all I if I'm gonna one day be successful, whether it's filmmaking or anything else, and you're constantly constantly doing stuff and not giving yourself permission to invest in your own life to refuel your soul, if it's going on hikes, if it's going to the gym, if it's shutting off anything electronic and just like you know for those of you that meditate or pray or whatever if it's not doing something for yourself at some point you're going to kill your passion like you you have to like i know that personally yeah you know but there's people who just grind 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 they don't sleep you know it, until they get it done until they get it done but at some point that that's going to end you know that your lifespan is only short and so what i would do is to say how do you maintain your passion is you look for other things to refresh yourself. You look for, give yourself permission to invest in your life. For a long time, I had a hard time with that. That's good. I thought, oh, that's selfish. Oh, that's cockiness. Oh, that's this. Oh, if I do this, everyone's gonna think this of me, right? Not the case. The case is you have to do what's best for you so that way you can be a more effective leader and that way you can be a more effective creative and that way you can just be a more effective person in life general, you know? And so the passion comes from refueling of the soul. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has mm-hmm. to, you know, it has to. Re- so whether, you know, whatever that looks for you, whatever state of life you're in, like don't be a workaholic. I was a workaholic. I missed out on a lot of things in my family. I missed out on other job opportunities because I was so caught up in things that I thought were the right things for my life. Yeah. And they weren't. 
And so you have to have that balance. Yeah, you have we, to have that balance. And to even add to that, we just recently had a, a big, uh, our, our pastor actually did, talked literally about that. It was called talking about taking a day off. Yeah. And it was literally just the concept of you need to take that rest day to rejuvenate yourself when you're doing it seven days a week you burn yourself out correct same thing spiritually yeah same thing with your career and passion you will burn yourself out and literally you can take a day off and you can come back stronger because you rejuvenated the the juices by doing other things and right. so i think you do that very well you've balanced life family uh friends uh you you have a social life you know you know you know everybody knows your name everybody knows you everywhere they go and so you've proven to show that balance yeah and, and another thing too like in my career, like I've just had a, also when I say surround yourself by a strong team, not just work team, but just like strong people in your life, accountability, people that check in on you, people that pray for you, you know, I'm in a small group, you know, all these different things that would, however that looks for you, whatever dynamic that is for you, if you go to church, if you don't, you know, just get into a group of people that will surround you, not just about your work ethic, but also just about your life, you know, physically, spiritually keep you accountable do you go to the gym how are these things what are some goals how can i help you those are things that are going to be key to help you succeed down the line yeah, yeah. now getting into what uh, the routine looks like what is it what is the for for someone who hustles like you a, yeah. we call it hustle but it to you yeah. it's a regular sup, thing right hustle, hustle oh. sup sup but the idea of that what is that what does that look like on a daily daily routine for you now i mean that from when people don't even know where to start or yeah. people don't know what what that looks like that life bro. It, that life because it, it is literally a lifestyle right yeah it's not something you you work necessarily do anymore you've been doing it for so many years and it's led up to especially for me uh it's, it's been a um you're almost callous to it anymore right. where it's a regular routine of my daily hustle of my phone call making of my intentional phone calls or ability to you know balance life yep what does that daily look like for you? So every day I'm up 5 a.m., crack four eggs at the gym, protein shakes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew that's that wasn't like, true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. No, but every, so, day, every day I am up about 6, 6.30 yeah. every day. Get, well, you got kids. I so got that's, kids. That's, that's where life starts for you right there, right? First grader, and then my wife works her shifts at the hospital. So, that you know. First, you know, when you wake up, I know like first priorities are get the wife out the door, coffee in her hand to work, get the kids up ready for school, all those things. So I do know that every day I wake up, then then it's different with my travel schedule or, you know, we, we make it work. Right. But I think like part of it is I try to do as much work when the kids are at school and my wife's at work. I try to get all that in. So, you know, it's it's known that some people that work at an office, a nine to five job they'll take an eight to 10 hour day, but only get an hour to two hours real work done. So think about that, right? People that work the nine to fivers, they have someone constantly over their shoulder. They have someone who pretty much tells them what to do, but their work execution is only about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So for other people who, who maybe not have that, that, that surrounding or that environment, you know, for me, I try to be like, okay, what am I going to do intentionally to knock out and be effective in these two to three hours I have here by myself? I'll try and do emails, try and do phone calls, try and lock all these things. But then at some point when my kids are home, I got to like have a balance. Like, so I will intentionally now where before I did it, I put my phone in the other room and I'm intentionally about not mm, trying to good. check it as much. Right. Because all of us know that work email, personal email, and whatever other email, AKAs, 
all go to your phone. So you have the opportunity to check a work email, a personal email, all at the same It'll time. It'll never stop if you just keep it. It just never that. stops. Yeah, right. It just never stops. So I think that's 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 like that's like the routine. Wake up, do that, check emails, do these things, and then be intentional about my travel schedule. Try to figure this out. Book things. Look for ideals. Try to get this. Figure out, okay, I'm going to this city. Who do I know in that city that's mm-hmm. there? Who do I know in that city I can get a meeting with? You know, all these different things. So that's like the grind. That that's that's like being intentional for every opportunity that you're gonna go to when you're gonna go to a city, when you're gonna go this. So like for instance, I went and did, you know, it was awesome. I did Dave Ramsey's Christmas party, done it a couple of years in a row. While I was there, I met with another organization. They just booked me for another event this year, you know. So I'm trying to like figure out how do we be intentional when when you do that. So mm-hmm. and, and the grind doesn't have to be sleepless nights all the time. Correct. You know, there's correct. don't get me wrong, there's gonna be times where that's gonna happen. But as the grind settles out, like then it's like a lifestyle change. Like, okay, this is how I'm gonna be most effective with my day. Because if I don't, then again, I'm gonna completely kill my passion of everything I'm doing. And and to even add into what you were about to say was when you find yourself doing a big event or you get another gig at another state because you travel on a regular, you're, you're flying everywhere just like we are. We're doing stuff in Atlanta, we're doing stuff in Nashville, you're doing stuff in Dallas, every, you're, I'm a lot of places too. Right. But do you find yourself that continuously networking and your hustle never stops even when you're on that job? Like for, for myself, I find myself picking up gigs, another job or meeting yeah. another network while I'm on that job, but I'm yeah. knowing I'm still working that networking opportunity while I'm working it. Right. The job that I'm getting paid for. Right. It doesn't even stop in my thinking. It, it, I don't even know how to turn it off. Does that's the same way for you? Where you th- are always thinking that way? I'm always thinking that way. You're always thinking that way. Because I see, uh, you know, I have a, a high value for people. If people, if there's, if someone's at an event, like a, a high level event, they're there for a reason. You know, they're there for a reason. So sometimes I'll sit in on sessions. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll figure out more about them. Google search what they do. Check out their opportunities. And if I even have a snippet of time to just pick their brain, you know, I'll do it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I constantly look for those opportunities. Like if we're working in another job and you're meeting people and they're talking, about, oh, we should have you come out. Right. Like it's not always about, okay, cool. I'm going to figure out how do I can manipulate this person to bring me out. And it's more like, that'd be great. You know, let's talk about it. Let's, you know. So yeah, you're building a relationship. Yeah, it's not, a lifestyle. You're not looking for the job. You're not looking for the next yeah. gig because it's a connection. Could it's you tell connection. me that, that if you were looking on a regular basis, looking just for the next gig, that will just stop. Whereas if you're doing it, looking for the next relationship, that's longevity. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's you want to be thing. that annoying person that's right. always giving you, here's my flyer. Here's my card. Here's right. this. Here's a, cause Cause you get those, you get those people like that. You yeah. know, people like that. I've get people like that all yeah. the time. Yeah, they're yeah. only looking to work with us because they're looking for the next gig, but they're not even building a real relationship with me. Right. And I'm note, I know that world. I know that's what I do intentionally. So I can tell when somebody is not doing the same thing. Right. When they come to me about it. And I think the other thing too, that we have to be careful of is that people who don't see value in your work, then there's people who come alongside and just try to come alongside you and be like, Hey, uh, I want you to do this, this, and this, 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 this. And then, uh, yeah, I'm paid 200 bucks. Yeah. It's like, Oh, well I'm cool. Yeah. You know, not in the cockiness or not in any other way. It's just that you have to understand like this takes time, you know, it takes away from family and friends, takes away from you doing other jobs, you know? So you have to have that balance of like figuring out now, now I will say this, there's a, there's another side of me too, that, loves to work with people in the nonprofit world, loves to work on the ministry side of things 
And so I feel like my time to be able to step into those moments are great opportunities as well. So for those of you out there that are filmmakers, I, I'm sure you get hit up all the time. Yo, man, can you do this free right, feel? Right. Yo, can you do this real for right. me? Yo, can you do this? Okay. It'll be good for your reel. Yeah. They say. They so say there's, there's certain real, things right? like that. I'm, I'm sure you get all the time just the, the way, you know, producers and DJs get as well. But I think, too, like, let's also have open ears and open eyes to maybe some opportunities that you can really like you can help actually help platform someone, you know, and maybe maybe you just don't have the time, but maybe a different season you will. And uh, that's OK. And you, it's OK. to It's OK to say no. Like that was the hardest thing for me. Yeah. It is. Saying no yeah. is like the hardest thing. It's like, oh, I remember the first time I was cornered into I was just cornered in this conversation. And I felt like this person was just telling me, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And I just it took everything in me to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Well, that, that was a turning point for you probably because it was after a huge that, turning yeah, point. because if it was for us too, when yeah. we finally had to say no, um, you, you, it's almost like having a little more respect for your craft a little bit more. Well, right. Yeah. And, I, and reality is you also set yourself into another level of tier of the level of work you're doing. Right. When you're no longer saying yes to that lower tier, you actually get higher clients because you may miss out on a few little ones, but you end up getting a bigger you know, a bigger tier project right. that ends up taking the amount of setting time, maybe even bigger money. And then you end up being at that next level. Right. And until you're able to still say no, I've got friends that I've been doing film with as long as I've been doing film today and they say yes to everything. Right. And they get overwhelmed by doing so many little projects. They're so behind. They, they, they can't even keep up with the amount of edits. They can't even, they can't do it because they can't say no. Yeah. And that's just not good. It's not good for your own integrity personally and the integrity of your brand. Right. Like if that's all you're going to do with all the time and then it's like pretty much that phone's going to stop ringing. Right. Because it's like, okay, take this project on, take this. And if you're always late, you're always not following up with it. Okay. And I did that for a long time. I didn't follow through projects. I didn't follow through with emails. And it just like killed me. Yeah. And I, and I was like, oh, how come you don't call me back anymore? It's like, well, because you don't freaking enter your email. Sure. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. Cool. You know? So, yeah, I I, I get it. I, I mean, I'm, that's part of been part of the struggle but at the same time the learning process of everything yeah so. and you've done that you've done that very well and that's taken you to the much higher tier yeah and, to where you're at now and i feel like man i've been doing more in the corporate world which is great i know you have you do a lot of corporate to get corporate events and stuff and i feel like if i can figure out more opportunities in the corporate world which you know they 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 know what they want and they pay what they want. And, you know, it's great. It's a great world to be in. And you can be in both worlds where it's the corporate world, the faith-based world, whatever, whatever world you're working in. I, I'm looking for those opportunities so I can just do more on the level of platforming. I think when, when I get to platform, people will just help people. Like I've talked to a couple of different people here, you know, recently and just say, hey, I just want to help you. It's like, well, I, I know I don't have a lot of money. I can't pay you. And so, I, you know, it's not about paying me. Yeah. I mean, there's there's times where we have to step into those moments and make a living, you know, or but it's not always about that. Well, it's, some of some of yeah. some of my biggest successes has been because I've taken the saying, no, let me I'm looking at a relationship building here. Let me work with you. Yeah. Let me show you. Let me prove myself, because even today, sometimes I've we still need to prove ourselves. Right. But it's just easier to prove it now. But we still do those. But some of my biggest successes have become from doing that. And they've turned into long-term relationships that they've succeeded and that you then go along with their success. Yeah. You are one of those. I mean, to see your success and all that you do, what's the jobs you get? You end up producing a huge event. Right. 
I'm rolling with you. Like you, you already know. Like that's my guy. I'm taking him with me. That's yeah. that's a lot of what we've we've done. You know. And then you have to be okay because sometimes when that person ships sales, maybe that's the last time you see them, and you're like, "Yo, what's up, man? I helped you." Yeah. But, you know, everyone's in seasons. You know, there's certain seasons where people will be like about you helping them, and then platforming them out, and then maybe you never hear from them again. And, and that's okay too. You yeah. know, you have to be okay with those things. I mean, it may hurt for a little bit. Okay, cool, but. Like you had a you had a a, a touch a, a print on their life you know yeah. and you helped them become a successful person. How you know? how as I just thought of this idea, but how and in, how intentional are you when you you do find somebody that you do want to connect with or you want to build right. a relationship? What does that technically look like? Tell me what that looks like. Do you is it something you put in your calendar? Is like I got to follow up with them in a week later? Yeah. Is it something that you say I'm going to call him five times before I get a call back? What is that intentional thing that looks for you when you find someone that you've been wanting to connect with? What does that look like for you? Are you do, what are you doing intentionally to, to maintain that? Yeah, so usually what I do is I get their email and just put it in a bunch of spam emails. Just, just, just spam bar them. Stamp. <laughs> They'll Bartle never forget your name. Yeah, 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 and then text them a thousand times a day. No, I mean, I think part of it too is, you know, it's a great question because you got to find that balance is, okay, what is the balance of like annoying Noing? someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what is the balance of being intentional? Yeah. You know? So sometimes I'll just, a lot of it is I'll leave a voicemail or a text, you know, and I'll, and if I don't, if it's something I'm trying to work with them on a project, that's something different, right? But if it's someone I'm trying to just follow up with and connect with, I'll, I usually do the voicemail. I like to do voicemails because voicemail for me is personal. It's someone's voice because anyone can text and you don't even know who's texting you. Yep. It could be an assistant of an assistant saying, Hey, text Brink and tell them this, right? But a voicemail is my voice. Hey, so great connecting with you this last week. You you know, thanks for giving me your number. I love to, you know, maybe we can grab coffee if it's someone local or maybe it's like, hey, maybe we can set up a conference call and, and it'd be great to just to connect. If you hear back, cool. If you don't hear back, shoot them an email. And then that way you have a paper trail of like, okay, cool. I emailed them on this date. I didn't hear back. So then that's, and you can kind of know like, okay. Yeah. But then if you hear back from people right away, I think that's where you could just start building that relationship. And and you will have those that you will not get anywhere with. Yep. But, but it's a, it's almost like at the back when I used to do sales, it's a numbers game. Like you have to live that life of doing that. You have to live the idea of a, a lifestyle of networking. That's what it is because it is a numbers game. You're going to have some that you don't hit, but then when you do so many of these relationships before you know it, over time, you've got a lot of different relationships built. Yeah. And that's kind of been your empire now. I mean, the relationships you have at any time when you produce an event, you have friends in every field possible and you have very good people at what they do. You put on top-notch events. You have top-notch connections and that's been over time, nothing overnight. Yeah. Right. Definitely over time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Well, brother, I mean, there is just, uh, th this is, a, th I think this has been really enlightening for a lot of people, especially in our field that, that, that lose that focus of what it really means to network. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, here's one little story I will say that I was taught a while back. I remembered that I heard this, that were like an example of like Toyota, for instance, Toyota or a car company, just use a car company example. What they do is the amount of money they've, they've actually done the numbers to figure out how much it costs them when they get somebody walking on the lot. 
for the first time, who's just browsing and looking at yeah. a lot. And they've put it in to figure out how much it costs them. It costs them like $2,400 by the time he buys a car. That's how much they've invested in a guy with an advertising and marketing to get that guy to walk in on the lot to buy a car. Right. Now, once he's bought a car and he's happy with that car, they've figured out the amount of cost that once he's happy with it and he promotes to his people, how much it costs to get a referral based out of him to get someone on the lot. And it's like down to the hundreds, like 100, 200 bucks. That's the amount. So when they realize that, who do you think they put their value in? They put their value in the guy who bought the car originally. They're gonna put that cater to him, make him love the product, make them want to be, are you happy? Because if he's happy, the ability of him getting more people on board costs them so much more or less. Yeah. And so that concept, once I heard that concept, that's the same thing we are with our own business, our, our brands, those type of things. When you get a job, and you get hired on something, you wanna value that job at such a high caliber and use those relationships within that job that you've already worked and all the marketing that we push and all the podcasts that we do and all the shows and movies that we've made or whatever we've done have built up to finally get this relationship with. Yeah, We wanna value that relationship and utilize that inner circle. And I don't think people do that enough. I don't think they value that. I think they're always thinking, oh, I just got to, all these people outside. I got to think get, get more, more, more posts, more, 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 more pictures, more, more, more Twitter, more this. And they're not thinking within their own circle that mm. you can stay fed if you use your own circle, but you're doing more intentional within the networking within your own family. Right. I think that's something that could be huge and something that I've been successful with and I know you've been successful with. And I think you value that very highly. So. Yeah. I am so just uh just so proud of all the things you have done, man. You literally well, you, just man, I seriously even today as you know, we work uh so much together, but you have no idea how I still look up to you as a bigger brother and and how I watch you work. You don't even know it, but I'm watching uh-huh. you work a room and I see how you do that and I value that so much and I and I think you are a lot to do with some of my learning that success and I've I followed in a lot of your footsteps and I thank you for you just putting us on when there was opportunity. Uh, that's been a real value and, and I really do appreciate you for that. And I love you for it, man. So well, I, I thank you, you too, for man. all of that. Where can, where can people find more about Bobito the chef? Where can we find more about well, Bobby Duran? You can Durant? go to Bob, com or follow me on Instagram, bobbythechef.com. Yep. And, uh, that's it, man. Yeah. You know, the, those are kind of like ways to get connected with me and, um, trying, trying to be intentional more with uh, some of that social media stuff. Yeah. You know, when I can, and just be a storyteller as well, you know, mm-hmm. with my, my little phone. You pro- you know, it's cool that you said that you probably saw me with all my success drive up in my 99 Ford Explorer. No so doubt. You're like, that dude right there. <laughs> he that's, he balling. That's success. That's that's just a travel car. 99 Ford Explorer. That's success. just a travel car. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I use, that's my weekend car. I use it on the weekends. The weekends. That's right. Yeah, that's see, right. Man. Well, guy. I will say this real quick. Wait, wait, wait. For those young, those young filmmakers, those young creatives that are hungry. Yep. Like learn from Chick Fil, not Chick Fil A. Learn from Raging Canes, Raising Canes, and learn from In and Out. Now we'll say this: what I appreciate about them is that when you go to In and Out, there's like three or four things on the menu. When you go to Raising Canes, there's three or four things on the menu. In and Out's known for burgers, mm-hmm. milkshakes, canes, chicken. I appreciate that about people. I appreciate that about people who stick to their brand, who people who do not try to branch out too much. When we're young and we're hungry, we'll do anything it takes. Don't branch out. Stay true to your brand. Stay true to who you are as a filmmaker or a creative. And let that drive you because that will be the ultimate passion. When you when you spread yourself too thin and you try to do too many other things, 
it doesn't work. It was like when Porsche tried to make a family car, it took every ounce of brand out of a of a power car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then when people try and branch out and do too much, mm-hmm. it, it kills your brand. It doesn't actually strengthen it. So just remember that when for those who are starting now and want to get into filmmaking and make their way up to the top and just remind themselves as people that are passionate that are already doing that at a high level, stick to your brand. Mm-hmm. Good. That's that's, that's fantastic. Guys, just being able to learn more about networking. If you guys have questions about that, um, feel free to email us or hit us on our website, brinkbaby.com. Uh, you guys can ask more of those questions on anything that concerns this. We would be honored to answer any of those questions. Uh, hit us up on Instagram as well, and yeah. we'll be able to uh, address some of those. Hit me on my MySpace. Hit me on the DM, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. yeah, these kind of th- questions are huge, and it is part of a daily routine. It is part of who we are. It's something we don't think about anymore. And if you're on a creative and you're learning and you're trying to get into it, networking is something that you have to do. It's it's not a, 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 if you want to be a real success and make a living at this and you want to be true and be good at what you do, this is a big part of what we do on our daily lives. So we hope you got a lot out of that. Don't forget to check out the website for anything more. Don't forget to pick up your Brink product, pick up your hoodies, pick, it up. pick up your Brink socks, the hats. Um, and just thank you so much for coming in today, Bobby. I appreciate you, man. We love you. And, uh, we will see you next time on stay focused. Peace.